When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Parenting Daily, Episode 29, Mothering and Fathering, Learning How to Parent as a Team, by Hilary Barnett of WholeMotherhood.co. Hello, everybody, and welcome yet again to Optimal Parenting Daily. I'm Greg Audino, your host and narrator, and I'm here narrating to you each and every day from posts that can help you improve your parenting skills and widen your perspective on the journey of parenting. And if you sometimes feel like parenting is a one-sided activity, maybe, Today's post will be great for helping you see and execute it as a team effort. So let's get right into this post from Hillary Barnett and start optimizing your life. Mothering and Fathering, Learning How to Parent as a Team by Hillary Barnett of WholeMotherhood.co I know that I don't often talk about my husband on the podcast or on social media. He mentioned it to me the other day, that most of my posts are of me and the kids, and I hadn't thought of it, but he's right. Obviously, I'm writing to connect with other moms, so in my mind, it makes sense to focus on me as the mother and talk to mothers about their experiences. But so much of my story, and I'm sure yours too, can be missing when we don't talk about the dads, if they're in the picture. In our case, Matt has been an awesome dad from day one but we have not been without our struggles as to how to balance our caregiving work and our jobs. His heart is toward his daughters, and he looks for every opportunity to spend time with them, play with them, teach them, and engage with them emotionally. I couldn't honestly ask for a better partner in parenting than him. Thankfully, our parenting values are also pretty aligned, so we don't have too many major disagreements about our approach either. The rub for us simply came in the sheer work that it takes to raise two kids and the default of me tending to feel like I had to do everything and do it perfectly. Similar to when we first married, which could be another post for another day, once we had children, the typical mother and father roles began to come into play. Obviously, when the girls were small, I was the one nursing and doing the majority of the physical caregiving. I loved being with them physically, spending time with them and being the one to nourish them, comfort them, and get them to sleep. But I also went back to work at around three months with both children, so once that happened, my energy levels were heavily tapped. Over time, while we were playing the typical mother-father roles out as our girls were small, I began to get very resentful. I didn't really recognize it at the time as that, but I was. Honestly, I was resentful in some ways that he had so much physical freedom, even that he had to go to work and could get out of the house and have a reason to leave. I resented how many night wakings I had to do for feedings, and how much it felt like the caregiving and working load was placed on me. The resentment took deep root in my heart and just festered. In Matt's mind, he was doing all the things that a good father should, and I don't think he was aware. Some of these were his assumptions about what needed to be done, and some of it was my unwillingness to ask for help. I honestly didn't want to have to ask. I just wanted him to know what I needed and take care of it. In hindsight, I see that's not very fair, but when you are supremely sleep-deprived, caring for a toddler and nursing a baby, things aren't exactly always rational. You are surviving, and you need a lifeline. 
I also realized that some things I didn't ask for help with, because if I was being really honest, I wanted them to be done a certain way. By the time my second child was six months old, I was plunged into a dark corner of postpartum depression, coupled with some very strange emotional and neurological symptoms that I would only find out later were the beginnings of Lyme disease. Treatment would be paid out of pocket, and finances were very tough. This further polarized us, and our emotional connection was tenuous at best. We are mostly operating on caffeine and bitterness throughout that entire season of life. I couldn't see a light at the end of the tunnel, only the darkness. We fought hard to make our way out of that tunnel once we realized how dark and hopeless things had become. We went to therapy, we read books, we recommitted ourselves to each other, even though we were consumed by our roles and responsibilities and stress. Over time, I began to heal, our girls grew, and things began to become more clear. We were making our way out of the woods. We both had done some major emotional work on ourselves and our communication patterns as a couple. I learned how to ask and not expect it to be done a certain way. He learned to anticipate my needs and the girls' needs and worked on being more sensitive to that. We both began to grow, and as we did, we grew toward each other again. We shaved off some of the rough edges and drew near to each other, becoming a true parenting team. I won't say that everything is roses now as we continue to have challenges and work through them, but I know that we are so much stronger than we were before. As difficult as that season was, it forced us to do some serious digging and realize how resilient we really were. I often say that if a marriage can survive young children, it's a miracle. Becoming a parent doesn't just change the mother, it changes the father and the marriage relationship forever. I can honestly say that although Matt and I were 30 years old, we had so much growing up to do when we became parents. As we were raising our girls, they were shaping us and helping us grow. The trials and difficulty were worth it to know that we are still committed to each other and that we can create a home for our children where we do hard things together. I can look back now with gratitude on those years. Please know that if you are in the thick of it with parenting, figuring out your role as a caregiver, wife, and employee or business owner, you are not alone. None of this is easy, but it isn't impossible. I was lucky enough to have a husband who is willing to do the hard personal work along with me, and I recognize that is not always the case. Just know that you get stronger, and situations do change, no matter how challenging it seems right now. You just listened to the post titled Mothering and Fathering, Learning How to Parent as a Team by Hilary Barnett of WholeMotherhood.co. And thanks a lot to Hillary for sharing today. You know, a post like this is, is critically important, I think, as it's so easy to lose our footing as parents sometimes. There's so much chaos and unpredictability, and that makes it easy for us to go into survival mode. And when we do this, it's easy to lose sight of how we can best serve our children over the long haul, how to stay patient with them, and how to stay patient with our partners too. So the more we can be tuned into what it means to parent as a team, the easier it is to manage these feelings, build family cohesion, and keep love and communication a constant, which obviously is a very important intangible when it comes to raising a family. So thanks once more to Hillary, and thanks to all of you for joining today. It's time to get out of here, but be sure to come on back tomorrow for episode 30, where I'm going to be sharing a post from the Gottman Institute, which always has amazing and well-researched articles on parenting and relationships in general. Hope to see you back for that one where your optimal life awaits.